College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, what's up, America? Rich Valdez here at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to get to a bunch of things today because, man, there's a lot going on. We had that big Supreme Court uh, decision on abortion that was leaked to the media. What that was all about, I'm going to get to that. Biden's reaction, his response, and all of that stuff. Plus, New York Governor Kathy Hochul, she names Representative uh, Congressman Representative Antonio Delgado from New York's 19th District as lieutenant governor. He's going to be running with her for re-election. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, we are gearing up for a four-way gubernatorial debate, and that's happening on Wednesday night. So uh, we're going to try and jump into all of these things. Plus, I want to get into a little bit later on some of the jokes from last weekend's White House Correspondents' Dinner and a big story, at least uh, that came out uh, during the week. Comedian Dave Chappelle was attacked in Hollywood at the Hollywood Bowl And I'm wondering, is this the beginning of Biden's ministry of truth? I don't know. We're going to get into that. I mentioned that there's a lot of things going on this week, not the least of which is my birthday. That's right. Cinco de Mayo is my birthday. So I'm looking forward to celebrating that this week. And uh, I love Cinco de Mayo because no matter where you go, there's a party, right? Everybody feels like they're Mexican for a day, including me, because my parents were born in Puerto Rico and we're American. (laughs) So not Mexican, but we love to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. But I want to get into some serious stuff. Putting all margaritas aside, focusing on what's happening in the news. Joe Biden says that the MAGA crowd, Make America Great Again crowd, is the most extreme political movement in American history. And I find this interesting because, wow, we're talking about a guy that's come into office was here for less than a year and broke America, right? The border was working. It was somewhat uh, repaired from the damage that was done from the prior administration and this onslaught we had. Trump had it kind of under control. And then, boom, here comes Joel Baboso Biden, and he starts breaking stuff. Not only did he break things at the border, but he broke things all across the way. Look at where inflation is. The economy's not where it needs to be. Now he's saying that he's saving $350 billion on our deficit, and that's only because he's stopped adding to the deficit with COVID relief. It's absolutely insane to me. Now, for him to get behind this latest thing that's happened, this uh, leak of the Supreme Court memo, I think this is problematic. And it's problematic for many, many different reasons, because they're saying we have lost the most important piece of legislation for women's reproductive rights. And it's because of the MAGA crowd. Well, I'm going to disagree with that, but I want you to hear what he had to say uh, about the MAGA crowd before we get into that. Check this out. What happens if you have a state change the law saying that 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 children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history in recent American history. Oh, thanks for the clarification, Mr. President. 
Now, here's why I think this is crazy, because he's saying that this is going to go after every uh, class of people and this and that and LGBTQ and all this stuff that I just has nothing to do with what Roe v. Wade was all about, right? Which was a, a law that allowed abortion based on one's right to privacy under the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution. Saying that this doesn't have anything to do with the right to privacy, which is in effect what they're doing, they're saying, look, we can't guarantee you this is a constitutional right reinforced by the United States federal government because why? Well, because it doesn't have any constitutional bearing, any uh, founding there. Okay, no problem. So if it doesn't have that bearing, why is it that people are freaking out if they're still going to have access to these services at the state level? Because that's where they were doing it anyway. Nobody was going into the White House to get an abortion. Oh, and Kamala Kemala Eris Harris, the vice president of the United States, she's wasted no time jumping in on this, saying, how dare you, how dare you limit and restrict one's access to abortions? Which obviously this is not, but listen to this. Now, at this very moment, Roe v. Wade remains the law of the land. But let's talk about what a world without Roe looks like. Women in almost half the country could see their access to abortion severely limited. In 13 of those states, women would lose access to abortion immediately and outright. Those Republican leaders who are trying to weaponize the use of the law against women, will we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? How dare they? This isn't the first time the government has limited what people can do. I see lots of people that are up in arms saying, how is it that you can limit what a woman will do? How dare you do that to women in America? And I'm thinking, look, women have no right to suicide. You're not allowed to kill yourself. The government stops you from doing that. Women have no right to be prostitutes. That's still illegal in most places. Do you have a right to self-harm? No, women don't have a right to self-harm. Matter of fact, it's Mental Health Month, and there's always a focus on suicide prevention. So the same people that are saying, hey, don't kill yourself, are up in arms over this decision to say that you're no longer going to have federal protection. Now, those that are saying that abortion is a right, obviously are saying it because of Roe v. Wade, because it gave it that constitutional status. But where would this right have come from? Would it have come from the government, or would it have come from God? And who just took it away? Was it God that took away this right or the government? Because the rights that God gives you, you don't lose. So it begs the question, was it a right? And by whose authority did you have this right? And I think that's what the court is deciding now. They're saying we don't have the right to do this. It doesn't jibe. So we have to move on and strike this down. It was bad law 50 years ago when it happened, and it's bad law today. This isn't about abortion access as much as it is to doing the right thing at the level of the Supreme Court. Because as you and I both know, we don't typically lose rights. I want to share a story with you. I was driving through Inglewood, New Jersey, not too long ago, and I saw a taxi pull up in front of a place that I knew was an abortion clinic because for years, whenever I passed through there, there's always these people outside, you know, with holding rosaries, praying the rosary, and uh, trying to convince people to not get an abortion. And there was a car that was like, moving out of a double parked spot. So I had to slow down and I had my window open and I saw a young lady get out of the taxi and she was going into the clinic. And these people, uh, mainly men in their fifties, wearing these um, neon colored construction vests that said escort on them, you know, as she got out of the cab, started walking with her. But 
they didn't seem to be escorting anybody to do anything. I thought they were going to offer a word of prayer and try to, you know, kindly convince her that this may not be the right option. But no, to my chagrin, to my surprise, I should say, they started yelling at her and berating her, saying, do you realize you're about to kill a baby? Do you know that you're doing or you're about to end this baby's life? Who do you think you are to do that? I mean, it was just absolute insanity. And it was like a four-on-one about four men and then a woman chiming in every time she could get a word in saying, you're killing the baby, you're killing the baby. And I'm thinking, you take a conflicted young teenager, young woman, whatever it was, you know, her age, I don't know if she was 19 or 25, but she was a young woman. I can't imagine that somebody would respond to that ever and go, oh my gosh, you're right. You're so right. Keep yelling at me. I don't think that's the approach that we need. And I was just shocked thinking, you know what, I support everybody's right to free speech. I really do. And if that's called free speech, that's fine. I mean, I think holding up a, a sign with a picture of an aborted fetus, um, maybe a little bit more of a gentle, but again, I can't decide what your free speech looks like, right? I can just choose to to not be involved, not to listen, whatever. But I just thought this girl was obviously facing a situation that was where she felt she had to do this. And again, I'm not defending her per se. Uh, I'm just uh, well, I guess I am defending her because I think had that been uh, a woman in my family and I would hope that they wouldn't get an abortion. But if they were, my goodness, the last thing you want is somebody, uh, you know, three or four 50 year old men uh, accosting you as you're entering this place by yourself. So I just thought to myself, you know, free speech is free. And yes, there are hateful things that we may not like that we'll have to listen to. But I think it's upon us as human beings to have a level of couth where we say, look, just because I'm allowed to say this doesn't mean I have to say it this way. And this is just a personal struggle of mine. I realize that sometimes when I'm in a rush, I'm extremely curt. I'm very, uh, I'm going to go with rude. A lot of people say, you know, that was rude. Uh, yeah, I haven't figured out how to be really, really nice and using less words when you're counting seconds and trying to get things done. I'm sure there's a way. I just haven't figured it out yet. But my point is, I was really uh, taken aback and I found it in very poor taste to not offer this young lady prayer, to not offer her a solution, a way out, an alternative, but just to berate her and try and make her feel less than. That I thought was wrong. And I don't think that should be the approach that we have because free speech doesn't necessarily mean attack your neighbor, right? Where did you ever hear that? The line is love your neighbor. So free speech, I'm all for it, but Biden may not be. If Biden has his way, that might be exactly what happens, and that might be what he's trying to do with this ministry of truth. And, of course, it's not called a ministry of truth. It's called a disinformation governance board at the Department of Homeland Security. The term ministry of truth, as you know, if you've read 1984 by George Orwell, is part of uh, what he describes in this communist takeover of America, where it becomes a uh, utopian society that ultimately is a dystopian story. But that's a different story for a different day, and we talk about that a lot on this program, so I highly recommend it, as well as Animal Farm and other uh, you know, elementary books on communism and Big Brother and whatnot. But I want to get into that, and I want to get on this attack on free speech, because guess what? Dave Chappelle was just attacked while he was on stage doing a comedy session for a Netflix festival. So we're going to get to that. I've got some audio on that that I want you to hear, and I want to give you the details on it. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. We're just getting started. This is America. This is America. 
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash Farm Energy Assessment. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. What's up, Philly? What's up, America? Welcome back. Everybody listening coast to coast, everybody in California. Big shout out to you, New York, New Jersey, Florida, Texas. Big shout out to all of you guys. Thank you so much for being here with us again today. Always appreciate that. Now, listen. Uh, And again, big shout out to 1210 WPHT, everybody that's listening on the radio as well. I want to talk about this this uh, godforsaken MAGA group, right, that President Biden says we're the absolute worst. And I think to myself, was it the MAGA crowd that basically went and chased Dave Chappelle uh, off the stage? Now, lucky for him, he didn't have to run off the stage. He's a pretty big dude. And he had some of his uh, buddies there that had his back. And thank God for them. And I'm going to read you a little bit from the uh, article where I read this stuff because I thought, man, this is pretty interesting. But before I do, I want you to hear a little bit of how it sounded live at the uh, Hollywood Bowl Netflix Festival. Listen to this. Oh, now everybody comes out for the curtain call. (laughs) Shout out to Jamie Foxx, by the way. Jamie! Jamie, where you at? Jamie, 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 hold up. Now, they're cheering on Jamie Foxx because he was there. He's one of the comedians that was there with Dave Chappelle. Now, according to Deadline.com and the Daily Mail, Dave Chappelle in Los Angeles in the Hollywood Bowl for the Netflix is a joke festival. And an attacker, Isaiah Lee, 23 years old, jumps on stage, shoulders him, tries to tackle him. Chappelle begins to defend himself. And then he gets surrounded by security, the attacker, and comedian Jamie Foxx. Guess who else was there? Chris Rock. <laughs> anyway, those are some of the um, the highlights here. And we'll get back to the audio so you can hear from Jamie Foxx, because apparently Jamie Foxx helped to wrestle this guy to the ground. And if you see what the actual suspect looks like, 
His arm is mangled. Looks like they did a whole number on him. Maybe an arm bar. They broke his shoulder, dislocated it. Who knows? But uh, listen to this. Make some noise for Fox. Whenever you're in trouble, Jamie Foxx will show up in the sheriff's hat. <laughs> Turn the mic up. <laughs> Nigga, I thought that was part of the show. I don't know what the f*** is. I, I, I grabbed the back of that nigga's head. His hair was spongy. Absorbent. Listen, I just want to say, man, I, I've had an incredible time. This man is an absolute genius. We got to make sure we protect him at all times, man. This is what it's about. For every comedian that comes out here, man, this means everything, man. You're a genius. You're a legend. I enjoy myself thoroughly, and we're not going to let nothing happen to you. That's right. Give it up. This is the show. Wait, wait. I'm back there. I've been doing this 35 years. I just stomped the backstage. I always wanted to do that. I'm back there squeezing it too. I think Buster Rhymes on is like, that's how you do it, God. So now this guy, Isaiah Lee, he's now being held by the L.A. County Sheriff's Office. And he stormed the stage while Chappelle was up there and apparently uh, got taken down by both the security team and by Jamie Foxx. So uh, like Chappelle said, don't mess around because Jamie Foxx will show up in his sheriff hat. And you've got to see the picture of this guy. His arm is just totally twisted and backward. He's handcuffed to a stretcher. His nails are painted. He's got long hair. His eye is all, he's only got one eye that you can see. He's got a bloody nose. They did a number on him. He, uh, he should not have jumped on stage. I will make sure that I put this out on social media, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media so that you could take a look at it. <laughs> and my favorite joke of the night is when Chris Rock gets on stage and he looks at Chappelle and he says, was that Will Smith? <laughs> oh, man. Now, speaking of jokes, over the weekend, this past weekend, was the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and Trevor Noah was the host. Now, everybody says that he's not funny. I think the guy's hysterical. I really do. He, he makes some of the best jokes out there. He's just a funny guy. And here's a clip of him roasting Biden at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Listen to this. You know, sir, can I just say... I think everyone will agree that it's actually nice to once again have a president who's not afraid to come to the White House Correspondents' Dinner and hear jokes about himself. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. If you didn't come, I totally would have understood. Yeah. Yeah, because these people have been so hard on you, which I don't get. I really don't. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. No, it really has been. A tough first year for you, Mr. President. And, and surely you must be a little worried about 2024. You know, there's a lot of passion on the Republican side. There really is. You know, it's going to be an interesting time. And as you all know, President Biden's lack of a filter does get him into hot water sometimes. You know, last month he caused a huge international incident saying that Vladimir Putin should be removed from power. It was very very upsetting to Russia. Yeah, until someone explained to them that none of the stuff Biden wants actually gets done. <laughs> but despite some hiccups, President Biden has led the country 
through some really dark times since he took office. The COVID pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the launch of CNN Plus. <laughs> and don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, he's also had some major legislative successes. You know, in his first year in office, I might add, you know, he got a bipartisan infrastructure bill passed that would do everything from fixing America's roads and bridges to modernizing school buses, which Matt Gates's girlfriend is very excited about. <laughs> Don't boo love. <laughs> Not to mention, no president in my memory has given more marginalized groups opportunities. And I'm talking about women, the LGBTQ community, the Taliban, the list goes on and on. And he didn't stop there. Trevor Noah took some shots at Jen Pasirko back Pasaki, Silent P, of course. He took some shots at her moving over to MSNBC. Of course, this was at last Saturday's White House Correspondents Dinner. Listen to this. If it's true, congratulations to Jen on your big career change. But you know, moving to MSNBC is going to be a big switch up for you because right now your current job is to make the Biden administration look as good as, as possible, you know, at all costs. Now you're going to be at MSNBC and you're going to have to, um, you'll be fine actually. No, sorry. I don't even know why I, I apologize. By the way, MSNBC, can I just say you guys are doing great work? You know, I love watching your shows. You know, when Trump was in office, your shows were all about how bad he was. And now that Biden's in office, your shows are all about how bad Trump was. Consistency is important. We appreciate that. We really do. Also, shout out to Joe and Mika. Yeah, I love you guys. Most adorable HR violation in town. I love it. <laughs> so adorable. What? <laughs> and they say he's not funny. Anyway, there's a lot more to come straight ahead. I want to get into a couple of things like the drag queen show at a Pennsylvania school and a little bit more on what's going on with all this wokeness in our culture nowadays. So keep it locked right here on 1210 WPHT. More to come straight ahead. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. The 45th president, Donald Trump, thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, this is America. Get at me on social media, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez with an S on all the social media platforms. And I want to get into this story about the wokeness and kids and teachers, and because it seems like it doesn't end. Uh, the attack on libs of TikTok hasn't stopped them. They continue to put out great content. And I have a clip that I want to share with you. Plus, I want to get into that story that I teased right before we uh, hit the break, which was that uh, one of the school districts in Pennsylvania had a drag show that apparently parents didn't even know about and was recently uh, outed, if you will. So we're going to get to that as well. But first, I want you to hear this audio clip from this uh, individual claiming to be a preschool teacher and their thoughts on what they should do with your children's minds. Listen to this. I currently work at a preschool, and I have just the story from today. 
one of the little girls was asking a little boy, why do you wear fingernail polish? And I responded, boys can wear fingernail polish. It's not just a girl thing. Anybody can wear it. And I could tell she was confused because she wanted to say, but, 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 but. Now, her whole job here is to confuse your kids. She's thrilled. You have to see her face. She's gushing with joy that she was able to confuse the little girl because for her, this is a culture war. For her, she got into teaching not to educate kids, but to educate kids on how to be gay, how to be non-binary, how to be transgender, how to be whatever they feel like being, not what they were assigned at birth. Moreover, these are your children. And if you're not going to tell your kid to be a boy or a girl or just let them live their lives naturally, why should this person get involved and start teaching them about all these different options, especially in preschool? Absolutely insane. When a preschool teacher gets involved in things like this, I think it's a problem. I sent my kids to preschool. And guess what? The teachers would typically say, oh, that's a great question for mommy or daddy. They would try to have the most neutral answer uh, that they could come up with. At one point, I had my kids in a Christian daycare. So they, um, you know, we were on the same page with a lot of things. And if there was something that was out of line, like the one time my three-year-old daughter stood on top of her chair and then got on top of the table and decided to talk about uh, the current mayor of the city and say that he was garbage, we have to throw him in the garbage and vote for my daddy. That really happened. That's a true story. Um, <laughs> she said, you know, we don't want your daughter saying that the uh, person is garbage based on your political views. And I said, look, I can assure you, I never said that, you know, uh, Mayor Stack was garbage. But I may have said his policies were garbage and she may have misconstrued it, but I thought it was adorable and I love her just uh, that much more right? because she did that and she stood on a table and that was her natural reaction to talk about politics at three years old. So God bless her. She didn't really get into politics uh, as a teenager or even now as a young adult, but I just thought it was interesting. My kid had a chance to develop these things, to develop what she wanted to do, whether it was teaching or fashion or whatever she wants to do, because... We didn't put uh, a stifling hold on her, and nor did the teachers that were around her. They allowed her to grow. But that's what's happening now. Teachers want to get involved way beyond what's necessary because they literally went to college and were taught to get involved at this level. They were taught that they have to do this, and they've done it for this express purpose. They're not just going to start teaching 2 plus 2 tomorrow and keeping their opinions to themselves when they got into this business specifically to affect your kid's mind. Now, the only way to take away what, what's happening here, to t take away the, the prey from the predator, and that's your children. You're going to have to sacrifice and homeschool your kids if you've got little kids, or you're going to have to move into a smaller house and spend less money, go on less vacations, if you're trying to protect your child's mind and their future. I am so glad that my kids are older now. But that's where we are. I mean, this stuff, to me, is really bad. They're confusing kids. Sadly, teachers can't be trusted anymore. No lie. You could probably find a more trustworthy person to be around your children on the Democrat side of the House of Representatives. And I'm not kidding. And that says a lot. I think that if I left my kid alone with Nancy Pelosi, with Maxine Waters, or well, let's phrase it as a question. How about this, right? We'll make a, a test since we're talking about schools. Where is your child more likely to be indoctrinated with the LGBTQ agenda? Choice A, Nancy Pelosi. Choice B, Maxine Waters. Or choice C, any teacher that graduated in the last five years. Ding, 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 ding. I'm going to go with choice C. 
Why? Because Nancy Pelosi is just going to teach her about being a political boss. Uh, Maxine Waters is going to teach her about getting in the face of injustice and being loud and raucous. But choice C, any teacher that's graduated in the last five years, that is someone that's actually believing in their mind that their job is to, to be a crusader for your child's gender. These are sad times. Very sad times. If you're not willing to take your kid out of school, you can throw in the towel and just say, hey, I want my kid to accept all these genders. And it's okay if they believe that there are more genders than there are letters in the alphabet. That's on you. But that's the demise of America and our culture as we've known it for over 100 years. Your choice. The only thing that's progressive about this way of thinking is that we're progressing towards a finality where there's no truth. There's no man. There's no woman. Everything is just gray. Where, wherever you want it to be, it'll be. Whatever you want it to be, it'll be. It doesn't matter anymore. There won't be any more prisons. Even big cities like uh, New York City, like Philadelphia, like San Francisco, where criminals don't even get arrested, where the bad guys have guns and the good people are disarmed, where crime's going crazy and through the roof and homicides are all over the place. Dead bodies are piling up. All of that's going on in these Democrat-run cities. And in my opinion, all of that aside, the biggest issue we have is protecting our kids from the indoctrination that's going on in public schools. And just last week, Biden said it. I wish I had the audio here. I'd play it for you. Where Biden says, well, these aren't your kids anymore. They belong to the teachers. Maybe that's why a French teacher in Pennsylvania hosted a gay sexuality alliance program, including drag queens that were dancing with students dressed in drag. And some of these dancers had their buttocks ex exposed on school grounds. Wow. Listen to this. Parents, would you want your high school student to go to a drag show? What if I took it a step further and said, would you want your high school student to go to a drag show that their teacher invited them to? What if I took it two steps further and said, would you want your high school student to go to a drag show that their teacher invited them to that was actually happening on school grounds? Viewer discretion advised. Let's roll the clip. Now that's Pete Rodriguez from the Lexit movement. And there's more. Listen to this. There's a local teacher at Hempfield High School who decided to, to create a drag queen show and decided that it could happen on school grounds. I saw another comment that said there was nothing uh, sexual the entire time. Well, really? People on stage dry humping a stage? And I don't know if you caught this, but at the end of the clip, the one drag queen goes like this and, and puts their tongue through their fingers. What, what do you think that's a reference to? You, you think that's licking an ice cream cone? Nah, fam. Nah, that's that's explicitly sexual. He's 100 percent right. 100 percent right. And that's, uh, again, Pete Rodriguez with the Lexit movement. But the school is around 80 miles west of Philadelphia hosted this event with dancers dressed in drag. Now, there was an apology issued and a statement was issued after the video performance was made public on social media. As a result, the member of the school's staff, which was the French teacher, was placed on administrative leave. I don't know for how long and to what extent. The teacher was named by Lancaster Online as French teacher Kelly Tyson, who also serves as the school's LGBT club advisor. The district is also conducting uh, their own investigation into the event, according to the statement they released. The whole thing was kicked off by a social media post by Melissa Hilt, who said that her outrage was about students wearing form-fitting clothes and exposing their buttocks on the school's campus. I mean, it sounds like a legitimate gripe to me. If I was a taxpayer or a parent in the area, I'd be like, yeah, hold on a second. Is, is this what school is all about? I mean, if, if we had a straight club, 
would we be doing stuff like this? I don't think so. I don't think we'd be doing Girls Gone Wild, um, you know, or practicing for spring break in the after school club. I just don't think that would be the case. But you let me know if you think I'm wrong at Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media. Now, according to WHTM, the school statement includes uh, the following. We're appalled at what took place and in no way condone this type of activity in our schools. Neither the dress of the invited guests nor the performance was appropriate in our school setting. We're taking the incident seriously in our ongoing investigation and will follow up with further action. It's important to the district administrators that this district has the trust and confidence of the community. And we realize that an incident such as this one completely undermines that trust. We commit to completing a thorough investigation and holding those involved accountable up to and including disciplinary action that is commensurate with any findings. Let's see if the school board keeps it real. Seems like they didn't have a leg to stand on, so they had to side with the parents in the community. Lamentably, I can tell you just in my own experience, and maybe I I have a skewed and flawed experience, but it's never been really positive. I don't really feel that there are many schools, like the majority of schools, at least in the New York, New Jersey area, they definitely are not in it for the student. They're not in it for the community. They're in it for themselves, for the teachers union to get that extra bump in salary, to do that extra degree, to do whatever they can to make 85, 90 grand a year working from eight in the morning to three or four in the afternoon. And again, I'm not trying to say it's not a real job because that's right away the attack I'm going to get. No, I'm just saying that they make so much more than most of the people listening to this program. And that's just a sad truth. And of course, their response will be, well, you should have become a teacher. You should have gotten into the teachers union, too. Maybe you'd be making that kind of money. (laughs) Yeah, I got news for you. I think uh, John Q. Public and most of our neighbors are really getting tired of this and they're not going to put up for it much longer. And we're seeing that every step of the way. They'll let you get away with your hustle so long as it's not impacting them and their families. Right. That's always everybody's line. Look, I don't care what you do with your with your life, what you want to do in your bedrooms, your problem. Just, you know, don't mess with me. Well, guess what? They're messing with you. They're messing with your kids. They're messing with your kid's mind. They're getting deep inside the minds of our children. And what is it that we're prepared to do about it? Well, like I said, we're going to have to take our kids out of school, hold these people accountable, replace school board members with parents, and really take the bull by the horns in order to win. Anyway, I'd love your thoughts on this. At Rich Valdez with an S on all the social media. Shoot me a tweet or a truth or whatever you like to use. I'm on all of them. At Rich Valdez with an S. Straight ahead, we're going to wrap this thing up. So stick with me, folks. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to This Is America. This is America. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And I want to get into a couple of uh, different uh, kind of off-the-beaten-path kinds of topics. But the first thing I want to talk about is free speech we were talking about earlier. Elon Musk is saying that Twitter may no longer be free, uh, in particular if you're a media company or part of the government. If you're a government agency or media entity, you may have to pay a small fee to be on Twitter. He reiterated that uh, average users, regular, you know, individual users would not have to pay where the public square would remain free. But he does want to uh, make some money off of the media. 
So uh, Twitter is the free speech place that may not be free for some entities. And, and you know what? I guess that's that's fine if you know you want to charge them uh, a corporate rate. I mean, most of the things in life that you buy, there's the corporate rate, which is higher, or the individual rate, right? At least uh, many of the services that I use are like that. So, okay, no problem. No problem. I'll take it. Now, speaking of Musk uh, and uh, his, his tweets, because there was a funny one that he uh, put out last week that I thought was really funny, which was, in response to AOC, she tweeted that she was tired of having to collectively stress about what explosion of hate crimes is happening because some billionaire with an ego problem unilaterally controls a massive communication platform and skews it because Tucker Carlson or Peter Thiel took him to dinner and made him feel special. Of course, that's AOC all out crazy. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens. And Elon Musk replies to her saying, stop hitting on me. I'm really shy. (laughs) Now, of course, that was last week. You've probably heard that by now. But I thought that was so funny. She responds in saying, I was talking about Zuckerberg, but okay." Obviously a play on her because she's always thinking that, you know, Republicans are trying to date her and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I think that's so funny. But what's not so funny is uh, The Sun. And again, The Sun has these crazy headlines sometimes. But according to The Sun... There's a headline here, Space Nudes, NASA to launch naked pictures of humans to space in hopes of attracting aliens. <laughs> NASA scientists plan to launch pictures of naked humans, hoping that they're going to lure aliens so that they can uh, study and communicate. These depictions will also include an invitation to respond should an alien race find these space nudes that they're putting into space. So the question is, whose nudes are they putting into space I want to know. Hopefully not mine, because I don't remember taking those. But again, it's aliens we're talking about. Fortunately, the hypothetical aliens shouldn't be too shocked by the unsolicited nudes. (laughs) Because according to the piece here, the pictures aren't graphic photographs of naked humans, but a drawing of a naked man or a naked woman. Uh, Just basic kind of Adam and Eve type sketches. Now, this is literally something that's happening with NASA. And I think this is kind of crazy, right? But not as crazy as one might think, because... It's actually happening. Now, Just the News, uh, John Solomon's website, it has a really interesting headline here. MIT study finds that COVID vaccines are significantly associated with a jump in emergency heart problems. Israeli data on 16 to 39-year-olds now adds fuel to campaigns against coerced jabs. The Italian court strikes down a mandate. Plus, U.S. pilots accuse the FAA of ignoring severe and adverse reactions amongst pilots. Now, if you listen to my program or have heard me fill in for the great one, Mark Levin, I mentioned a personal story. A friend of mine who I used to work with, his son became a pilot not too long ago and took the vaccine, kind of forced. I mean, he didn't want to quit his job or lose his income, so he took the vaccine and he ended up getting uh, myocarditis. And they told him with myocarditis, you can't fly. So his whole career as a pilot may have come to an end. And here we are, you know, a year after the pandemic, and we're learning that the Massachusetts Institute of Technology researchers have put together this peer-reviewed study saying that there is a significantly associated jump in emergency medical services for heart problems in people ages 16 to 39 years old in Israel, whose vaccination rate is amongst the highest in the world. Isn't this crazy? And that's uh, in the Nature Journal of Scientific Reports. Now, look, I'm not a scientist, nor am I a biologist like uh, Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson. 
But I can say that this stuff is very worrisome. It's 53 pages long, so I'll read it and maybe I'll get it to you next week when, uh, you know, what I thought about it. But I just wanted to mention it because I think this is a really precarious situation for all of us to be in. Not something that I thought that was going to happen, but it's important to, to check things out. And some people check things out at a very uh, molecular level, if you will, getting very granular with testing, even locally. Philadelphia Inquirer, check this out. West Philly residents who tried to fight gentrification used fecal samples to celebrate their neighbor's court win. The project has been referred to on Twitter as the poop building because neighbors asked nearby residents for fecal samples to try to link gentrification to colorectal cancer. How about that? So different people moving into the neighborhood causes cancer in your colon or your rectum. I think this is just uh, bizarre. It's a piece by Michelle Bond, May 4th, Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, Just listen to this. Neighbors who opposed the construction of an apartment building in West Philly had asked residents for fecal samples to try and find a link between the development of colorectal cancer and and the gentrification of the neighborhood. And they pay, they praised this neighborhood group for winning an appeal on Monday for the zoning board's approval of the project. Wow. Philadelphia Common Pleas judge ruled that the city's zoning board had failed to provide evidence to support its conclusion that the property owner faced a hardship in developing this property on 48th Street and Chester Avenue. Unbelievable. I just can't believe that they went to all their neighbors and asked them for poop samples. I mean, to me, that's uh, beyond the pale both literally and figuratively. But those are some of the things that are happening with crazy news. Oh, and there's one more that I just wanted to touch on. Not crazy, but interesting. Uh, On studyfinds.org, it says Alzheimer's vaccine that's made from corn could actually immunize seniors against dementia. Now, I don't know how accurate this is, but this is brand new on studyfinds.org. And this is a, a story coming out of Lawrence, Kansas by Chris Malore. And basically, they're saying that this meadow-rich protein can actually become a way to stop the toxic buildup of proteins in brain cells. This is uh, researchers from the University of Kansas thinking that they might be able to immunize people from dementia. So I will also uh, share this on social media so you can read up on it because I think it's, if anything, it's very interesting. My dad had dementia related to a, a traumatic brain injury. And I learned a lot about the mind and how dementia works and how just overall how how the cognitive decline takes place. Anyway, uh, more to come next week when I'm with you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, I'm always here Saturdays at noon, Sundays at 6 a.m. with you to kick off the week and wrap up the week simultaneously. So make sure you catch one of those shows on 1210 WPHT. And of course, during the week, check out the podcast on iHeartRadio or on odyssey.com. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So now that you're armed and equipped with all this information and crazy entertainment, now it's time for you to do what you got to do. Have a great rest of the weekend, an even better rest of the week, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. 